Uh, so how long have we been in lockdown now? Five, six months? I think I've lost count. We know that, like us, between the pandemic and, if you're in Southern California, the blistering heat, you're probably itching to get out of the house to do something. Anything. Well, why not take a little trip to the hottest place in the country? I'm talking, of course, about Death Valley. If that doesn't sound too appealing to you, not to worry. Christina Pascucci has already headed out there for you, and maybe she'll change your mind. We're taking a break from talking case numbers, medical trials, and data points to tell you about a little adventure that you can have locally to maybe help break the cabin fever. It's a chance to experience the natural wonders of our state, and it can all be done safely in accordance with state guidelines. Christina Pascucci headed out to the desert on her very own adventure, and now she's sharing it with you to maybe inspire you to have one of your very own. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I have been dying for adventure. I've just been craving to get out. I feel like I've been in a box or something throughout this pandemic. So I got so desperate a few weeks ago, I thought it would be a great idea to go to Death Valley in the heat of summer. It was a balmy 113, but just a couple weeks later, they hit 130. So I recommend to maybe go in the fall or winter, or if you're going to go in the summer, you just have to be really safe. But it was my personal bucket list item in California to go see the salt flats there. They are amazing. And I'll get into it and tell you more. But I took my little sister from the Big Brothers Big Sisters program to celebrate her high school graduation. And I got to say where there weren't a lot of crowds, which was one plus. And we stayed at the Oasis at Death Valley. And as you'll hear when I chat with the general manager around 7 p.m. at night, even at that time, they had the misters going. The state, the state mandate is we cannot, we don't, we can't allow dine-in. So we have the option to dine out. And when we have the dine-out option, we have the misters that we keep on here throughout the evening. The hottest temperature recorded was in 19, early 1900s. That was 134 degrees. Uh, we haven't seen those temperatures, but 2018 was the hottest year, actually the hottest recorded year. And the temperatures were... Um, it was 127 like for a whole week. Death Valley in the summer is a little warm. <laughs> um, it is, uh, it's actually, it's a beautiful place, you know. And a lot of people call it like different shades of brown. You know, I've heard that before. What's really crazy to think about is what John shared with me, which is Death Valley can potentially get down to 35 degrees at night in the winter. It's not common, but it does happen. The Panamit's uh, range that you see around us can be packed with snow at times. John has been in the service industry for three decades, from India to Hong Kong to the U.S., and he started off washing dishes and built his way up. He has such a great story. Now he's in Death Valley, and he lives there with his family. He and his staff actually stay on the property year-round because it's so remote hours away really from anything and so that's also how they all quarantine together to keep themselves and hotel guests safe it's been quite a ride but at the same time being in hospitality we find out our ways how to figure out and how to serve people with the hotel itself we have lots of um, um, uh, policies and procedures in place for sanitization for uh, keeping the place uh, safe 
so we and we do a lot of training for that. I had no idea how much this region had to offer. One of my favorite stops of the whole trip was this ghost town at Rhyolite. It's actually in Nevada on the eastern edge of Death Valley. But uh, Rhyolite was settled by miners in the early 1900s. And it is so cool. It is a complete trip. So the ghost towns, some of the ghost towns are are due to the the settlers that came in and were trying to, were uh, mining. The, some of the mining settlers that came in back in the day. And they started by looking for gold and silver. And sooner or later, that gold and silver, they didn't find too much of that. And they ended up uh, mining for borax. Now, borax is used for, it, it's, it's a... It's a chemical that is used for uh, detergents. It's hard to sufficiently describe. You got to go, but it is crazy. There are all these abandoned buildings, an old jail, a brothel, a grave site where a prostitute was buried because she wasn't considered worthy to be buried in the graveyard with everyone else. And there are all these art installations everywhere you look, almost like Burning Man, if you're familiar. It was a trip. That's all I can say. We stopped there on the way to Titus Canyon, which is a mini Grand Canyon complete with Native American writings on these massive rocks that jet out above you. We went through with Farabee Jeep and they have, you know, this open Jeep, open air Jeep, and you just look up and take everything in in complete awe. When you, when you look around you, you see and you drive through these canyons. The history actually goes really far because there was a time when Death Valley actually had a had a lake here. The big thing in there is you will get the biggest chance to watch, to look at the uh, bighorn uh, sheep. Another highlight for me was the salt flats. They're considered some of the largest protected flats in the country. They're also located at the lowest point in North America and the hottest. It's like you're on another planet. The coolest thing about that is when you stand there and you actually look at that salt lands and you turn around and you look up on the uh, on the hill and you actually see the mark where this the sea level is. So you're below 282, 282 feet below sea level. That used to be a lake. In about 2005, there was a time when, they, when it really rained heavily. And people actually came and did kayaking in there. And that was kind of historical. And then... Um, the evaporation rate over here is so high, obviously, because of the heat that water doesn't last too long. Other highlights for me and for Jocelyn, who's my little sis, uh, the sand dunes. They resemble Arabia or somewhere in the Middle East. Pretty cool, but they get really hot. So if you're there during a warm day, you have to go really early in the morning. And then also we saw this ancient massive crater. That crater is kind of one of the largest craters and about 600 feet deep. Uh, and half a mile across. Uh, it's just a, an awesome sight to just look at. Artist palette, a mountain of mineral deposits, the colors of the rainbow, colors you've never even seen before. It's beautiful. So the artist palette is like, every time you go there, you find a new color. Is that how I feel? It's got these yellows and reds and turquoise and greens. And every time you go there, you take that little ride and you, and you'll find something new that you look at. Those colors really pop. One of the most visited places in Death Valley and where we probably saw the biggest group of people, which was maybe 10 people at once, was Zabriskie Point. You want to go there and check out the sunrise. Um, uh, you see the Panamint uh, range from there and you see the, as the sun rises, you see the, you know, the glow of sunshine on that. It's beautiful. We wanted to share this with you because we feel like so many people are hurting. They feel stuck. They're bored. They're depressed. They're dismayed by the environment this pandemic has left us in. 
but we wanted to just show how there's still so much beauty around us and you'd be surprised what you can find in your own backyard. Thanks for that, Christina. I don't know about you listening, but I felt like I was there, though maybe things are a little cooler here. If you want more information about Death Valley and the Oasis at Death Valley, you'll find some links on our webpage, ktla.com slash coronavirusweekly. Have you been on any other local adventures lately? Let us know on social media. We're at KTLA Podcasts on Instagram and Twitter, and Christina is at Christina KTLA on Twitter and at Christina Pascucci on Instagram. We hope you'll subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and share it with friends and family. And leave a review if you can. Doing so helps us keep bringing you this kind of content. Little housekeeping note, we won't have a new episode next week, so make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss when our next episode comes out. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening.